0: Welcome back, friends. This is Andrea Epalito celebrating life, luxury, and above all else, love. Today we have a special treat. We have Rebecca Ickes from Rebecca Marie Photography here with us to talk about systems. Now, what's really fantastic about Rebecca is that she is a female business entrepreneur, owner. She runs huge teams. She's got this gorgeous way of kind of looking at a moment and balancing when you need to step in and make an adjustment so that everybody looks their best, and when she just needs to step back and let the authentic emotion unfold, and yet she's got this kind of crazy ninja ability to see it all and to capture it all so that when you get your photos, she's telling a beautifully complete story and very oftentimes capturing moments that you didn't quite get. And so there's always an element of really beautiful, emotional surprise to her work. So I'm super excited to have her here. Rebecca and I have known each other for years. And with that, welcome to the podcast, Rebecca.
1: Thank you. Can you always introduce me? Because that was wonderful. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Yes. We will actually tape this and send it to you. And you can just shoot my voice out to all of your family and friends, to everyone. It can be your new voice. And now I
1: don't have... I think that sounds wonderful. Now I don't have to rewrite my about page. Like, yeah, we're the website. Nope. We're
0: just going to put this in. Okay, good. So we're done. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So I I mean, I love you and I know you, you very well. And obviously this is a wedding driven podcast. So give everybody a little bit of information about your background. And I know that you have this fine art sensibility to your work, but how did you get here in terms of weddings?
1: How much time do we have? No, just kidding. Um, So I've had, I have been photographing, well, I've had my company for nine years. Um, Obviously, I photographed weddings before that with other people. Um, But when I was working with those other people, it wasn't the plan to start my own company necessarily. You know, part of that was just a really great summer gig that wasn't retail. Um, You know, I was was the friend that had the camera through college and all that. But again, it wasn't it wasn't this thought process that like, oh, I'm going to go out and start my own business and I'll be a wedding photographer. You know, that just wasn't on my radar at all. Um, I, uh, After college, I lived and worked in the United Kingdom in um, with at-risk 8 to 12-year-olds at a art center. Um, and it wasn't until after that year, moving back to the States, that it was like, Oh, yeah, I can't. Well, the, the moment that I moved back, actually, I came back in August of 2010 because I was photographing my cousin's wedding and kind of doing them a favor, as many of us have all done. Um, and in doing that, I realized, like, oh, yeah, I have this skill set. And when I'm in charge and I do it the way I want to do and take care of people the way that I want to take care of them, because the companies I worked for before were really about getting as many people in and out the door as possible. You know, they were, they, were, they were framing the experience as like, oh, we give you all of your pictures, so you're in charge and you get to do what you want. When that wasn't actually serving the couple, right? Like that's just dumping thousands of pictures on someone and being like, here you go, have fun. <laughs> um, so when I had the experience of kind of leading the way and walking people through this really hands-on approach, all of a sudden, it was like, huh, I actually really love this. And it actually really fits all of these various skill sets I've acquired throughout life, or my own life experiences, and what's important to me and what I value, like it all just kind of came together. Um, and that was nine years ago. And it, you know, there you go. So I, I sometimes I find like, the, the change in plans is the best like I could have never envisioned life the way it is now. You know, the thought of having going to the same building every single day and sitting at the same desk and working from nine to five Monday through Friday, whether you need to be there at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday or not, um, sounds horrific. And so it's, you know, that kind of accidental thing was the best thing that ever happened. Well, I
0: think that one of the great things that technology has done for all of us, and it's a double edged sword. In so many ways, yeah. it's released us from being chained to one place, to one desk, to one office. Um, and for somebody mm-hmm. like you who travels so greatly throughout the world, it allows mm-hmm. you to to move and be anywhere and and work from wherever. And yet, there's it's also always on. And so the balance of yeah. that is, and and you and I talk about, um, you know, I've always kind of said like balance is bullshit. I think that balance is always chaos and triage and and trying to figure out what matters most at any given time and then putting everything into that moment. And you know when I'm at work yep. I, I want to be fully committed to work. When I'm with my kids I want to be fully committed to my kids. When I'm sitting mm-hmm. down talking to you I want to hang on your every word. Like I I want to be able to gift a person or a thing or a moment with my undivided attention. And yep. so it for me that's balance. But for you it's very much come from process. So what is, yeah. what is the idea of putting process in place? What does that mean to you? And how, how has it been so important to the success of your business?
1: So one thing I noticed in, in early days is obviously the stereotype of creatives is that they're kind of this like flighty, Um, go wherever the inspiration leads them. Type personality, right? Like they're not organized. They're not. Creatives tend to just be kind of all over the place. Um, that is not my brain at all. (laughs) I think I I joke that like I so badly wanted to be an artist that I I practice the the art side of it because the business and the system side of it comes so naturally, and I think that that served me really well because. I'm a black sheep in the photography world with a, with my brain functioning like that. But that also means that, you know, we, we know all of our eyes are dotted and T's are crossed. Um, and so for me, I can let my brain rest knowing what things are done, what things are coming down the pipeline and when they're going to get done, as opposed to having to reinvent the wheel every single morning of getting up and trying to figure out, okay, what do I have to do today? You know, that's an epic waste of time to me. And so like, if I want to turn off, you know, when I turn off at the end of the day and go take the dog for a long walk and don't check email, like I can do that because I'm, I'm not worried about things I've forgotten or missed or what slips through the cracks because there's a system for it. I know where everything lives. I know what needs to be done. Um, We're able to surprise people because we can stay ahead of the game instead of being reactionary. So yeah, like, as opposed to like feeling like you are, are forcibly turning off and oh my God, what if, you know, it's just kind of, it's just, it's being more prepared, I suppose, um, if that makes
0: sense. So in terms of your client experience, what does that mean for them? Because I think that a lot of clients, when they're working with a planner, at least their touch points with other vendors and other creatives tends to be a little bit Mm -hmm. limited. And one of the reasons Mm -hmm. for that, and I have people say like, don't, don't keep me from your clients. And I'm not trying to keep anyone from my clients. I actually really kind of love the idea of fostering a team and building relationships and doing Mm -hmm. all those things. What I'm always trying to manage is the communication. That's important to me is that I'm always kept up on that. But a lot of times, my clients are so busy. They're like, "Look, we literally have time to talk to one person. That one person is you." And so we right. expect you to build the bridge for everybody. And so it's it's one of those things that when when I bring on a photographer with the team, and you and I have worked with this, is how do you keep how do you keep building a relationship through the process so that you're not a stranger on the day.
1: Totally. Um, so I think. To to kind of touch upon the the process of it first, and then get into the relationship portion of it second. Um, whether it be direct to our clients or with a vendor like yourself, for me the way process works is it means that I can be ahead of the curve rather than um, I just said earlier reactionary. Like so, it's a matter of saying being able to have my like multi step office management system ping me to make sure that we've set a date for the engagement session, for example. Um, so much of what we do is reliant on getting information from somebody else whose life is not entirely their wedding, like ours are. Um, you know, our couples have very busy lives and before they ever got engaged, let alone during wedding planning. So we, I want to be the person who's reaching out to them rather than them ever coming to me. So, you know, kind of knowing all of us know what the the general timeline of wedding planning looks like, right? Like it's different for everybody because the runway between when you get engaged and when the wedding date's set and all of that varies, of course. But like, we know when there's lulls in the planning. We know when things get crazy busy. And so what I'm able to do is like, we've applied all that to our workflow. And so then we stay ahead of the curve. I'm not asking for... Um, a portrait list two weeks before a wedding because I haven't heard from the client yet. I'm asking for a portrait list three months prior to the wedding um, and whether that's being sent to a planner or whether that's being sent direct to a couple um, because at that point that's so far ahead of time it gives them time what that what our questionnaire does is it spurs questions that they should be having conversations with their soon-to-be spouse, with their in-laws, with parents, you know, it gives time to then answer all of those questions and still have the information we need ahead of time and not at, you know, that last week before the wedding where you're scrambling because, oh my God, everybody's asking me everything all at once. And my 12 aunts just flew in and now they all want to like, you know, want me to pick them up from the airport too, you know? Um, so so that's kind of, that is the case, whether it be my communicating with you, what, what like tactical information we need, or whether we're communicating with a couple directly. Um, from a relationship standpoint, I think a huge piece of it is is being available. So like at an absolute maximum, um, I only photograph 20 weddings a year. Um, that number fluctuates down depending on the travel because um I love working with families where we're there all weekend long. Um and I very much believe in Murphy's law when it comes to travel. So I'm not I'm not flying in the night before a wedding because I was shooting a different event beforehand, you know, we're going in a couple of days ahead of time to be prepared and because air travel is finicky. Um so but with that number it means that we're we can be super hands-on. I can be Available if, um, you know, like just to have conversations that maybe when when you're sitting down with a couple and talking about the color for bridesmaid dresses, you can quickly pick up the phone during that meeting and call me and say, "Hey, we were just discussing like, but obviously this makes a major impact on photos. What would you recommend? What have you seen photographed really well?" Like discussions on other subjects that aren't necessarily just about my index finger pushing a shutter button to me is a huge part of a lot of our relationship building. um, Because that way, you know, you're just, there's so much going on that affects so many other things that none of us, none of the vendors should really be like their own little silo because if weddings are, I mean, I, I know that you agree with this. Weddings are a team sport. Like you as the planner are the coach and you're assembling this team of people and the only way you win a world series is if everybody on the team has the same philosophy. And for weddings, that's got to be the same approach, you know? I
0: love the um, fact that you you use sports analogies and I'm literally sitting here trying <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea what she's saying, but I'm going to go with it because I get more, like I, I understood coach and World Series and everything else in there. I, I wish, and it's so hard because when I work with, when I work with clients and I, I get like NFL players and NBA players and they start talking about, their jobs and their teams and mm. I mean obviously I have a I have a baseline like I'm a person on the planet I understand a little bit about football and baseball and things like that but if you ask sure. me who's on what team or who plays for who or anyone's stats I'm so lost so whenever I have an athlete that I'm working with I'm always like jumping on and I'm like who do they play for did any of the people they played for date a kardashian because at least then I have like <laughs> because like then I have a way to 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 have a frame of reference or like have I seen any of these people play a game? You know, who's on TMZ? Is it
1: innings or is it periods? Is it an ump or yeah. a yes? Yeah,
0: all of that. <laughs> like it's I love that you're so sports minded because I am not. I'll talk tour all day, but I, I don't know that.
1: <laughs> well, um, and you know I you know I use World Series because even though it's been three years at this point, we're still flying high on the on the Cubs World Series. I mean like that's Born and bred Cubs fan, so I'm. Just, I'm gonna. you like remember three years ago
0: when we won? Wasn't that exciting? It was so soon. It was so soon. <laughs> like it felt like yesterday. Um, you 100%. know, I know it's funny though because we um, I love it. when when we talk about the process, and I, I love the fact that you are saying you know you can't you know you have to be involved and you have to know what's coming, and I think that part of that, and it's one of the things that we actually teach in like in in some of the courses and when I do speaking and when I do coaching, is you're hired to be the professional. You're hired to be the expert. And you can't Mm -hmm. relinquish that power. And one of the ways that, that you maintain the status and the control as the expert is to constantly control the flow of information and so if you're setting people Mm -hmm. up for success if you are prepping them for what's to come if you're telling them what is needed when it's needed and and you're allowing for that it just kind of keeps you in control when you turn around and tell people like oh well what would you like to do next or when do you think you can get it done as opposed to this is what we have coming up and these are our drop dates for it what can I do to help you be prepared on that date? That's a very different schedule. And so the fact mm-hmm. that you're taking ownership of the communication, you're taking ownership of the flow of information, it just it, it sets the tone for the fact that on the day of the wedding, you're going to be taking control of the photography and the way that things are going to be flowing in and out. Right. And I well, think it's one of the things that sets you people apart. People don't know from what they don't know.
1: Of course not. Thank you. Thank you. And like why we're sitting here, I think what happens so quickly in the wedding industry is that everybody forgets that we're the only ones doing this all the time. And so you hear conversations. I mean, I could I could probably jump on a photographer's forum like online somewhere and in two seconds find you a conversation about like, oh, my God, I can't believe that, you know, this past Saturday, they only gave me 15 minutes for family photos. Well, I'm sorry. Whose fault is that? Like did you communicate to them in advance the the realistic time that it takes to take family photos for a family of you know thirty people or whatever it is? like if you weren't proactive in educating somebody who's you know possibly never done this before, or even if they have have done have done it with a different family dynamic, you know um like if we're not the one saying, hey, this is what I've experienced. So at the end of the day, my couples make their decisions. Like, I'm not saying you have to have a timeline this way. And I need, I need XYZ from you as a planner in order to properly photograph the wedding or otherwise the photos aren't going to turn out. Like, no, 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 no. Like that's, that's just not realistic. That's not the world of events whatsoever. But like, if we're not being proactive to say like, hey, Um, you know, we have a list of 40 different family groups and a couple of those groups have 20 people in them. It's going to take longer than 15 minutes. Like, here's the reality of how that works and what this looks like. And more importantly, um, you know, like, how do you actually want to experience your wedding day in the sense of, like, you can try and do that many family photos in a set amount of time, but here's a way that you'll enjoy taking family photos, right? Like what do you want the actual experience of the day to feel like and be like, as opposed to what happens to you? Um,
0: I will say this. Family photos are my least favorite part of,
1: (laughs) well, and, and they are because. And most people, they are for most people, but I feel like also at the same time for me, like, when else are all these people in one room? Like that never happens. Um, and I think it's the one thing I hear so many photographers who will say, "If I never have to take family photo, like I would." I've heard a photographer once say, "Like I, I'll give a discount to anybody who tells me we don't have to take any family photos." And I get it. It's not like the artistic, creative time of the day, but like the last, most beautiful portrait of Grandma. You know, if depending on age or whatever, you know, the number of times I get the, the very sad phone call from someone saying like, Hey, you know, um, we printed that I've had a, a father of a, of a groomsman walk up to me. I was doing a, another wedding from the same friend group. Um, and the father of a groomsman from the first wedding came up to me on the dance floor at the second wedding and said, um, pulled out these five by seven prints of photos of him and his wife from the first wedding. Cause his wife had passed away from campus um, since then and told me, and this is where it's just, I'm going to get goosebumps, told me, um, cause we were standing on the dance floor. I'm still dancing with her because of you. Aww. Like this is the power, right? Like what? Um, this is the power of what, just because I hold a camera that I do. And so saying like, when people don't want to take family formals or something, it's like, well, no, this is again where systems come into play. Like my challenge is like, well, you just don't have a good system for it then. Because It doesn't, it can go, it can be fast and efficient. I mean, you and I both have massive Italian families. So I joke that like being the youngest cousin was actually career training because I'm really good at getting a large group of people to listen to me. (laughs) Um, But like, it's all just, to me, it it comes back to process. It comes back to how are we having that conversation around the portraits? Like instead of, um, uh, I, I hear from a lot of photographers who, They emailed the couple, um, what family photos do you want? Right, okay. Well, I mean, I could probably put together a list for my family, but if I've never done this before, I don't really know what. And you, it's so easy to forget. Well, forget people, or who all are you considering as family? Are you considering just parents and siblings? Are we talking about grandparents, aunts, and uncles, godparents? Like, I have. Um, a beautiful extended community of close family friends that I would want formal photos with just as much as I would want pictures, if not more, with some relatives. Um, So the way that I approach that particular portion with our questionnaires and whatnot is asking open-ended questions around like, tell me the names and relationships of your immediate family. I define immediate family as parents, siblings, siblings, spouses, grandparents. Next, you know, kind of next question. Um, you know, what other important groups do you want to be sure are photographed outside of immediate family, i.e., extended family, aunts, uncles, cousins, godparents, college friends? You know, just using some of those baseline, just trend examples get them to think about it, though. Right. And then The next, but the other questions, because also sometimes some of this is, and there's a very particular reason it's a written questionnaire rather than just conversation, um, is because some of these conversations are are easier to write down and not have to verbalize. Because another question we ask is like, what deaths or divorces should I be aware of? Like, I don't want to make, we've had couples who, you know, a groom who desperately very much wanted a photo with himself and his parents, all in one picture, his parents are divorced um, do not get along, had been divorced for a very long time, but it was still very contentious. And, you know, and his now wife would, would send me a message and be like, I know you said that you'll have a way to do it, but like, like, I just want you to understand they really don't get along. And we were very easily, because I knew this ahead of time, because he was comfortable sharing that with me and writing it down, um, you know, I was able to just very naturally and organically, you put the groom in the middle, you put his two sisters next to him, you put dad on one side and mom on the other side and voila, he got yeah. his family photo. Mom and dad didn't have to be anywhere near each other. They were with their kids and parents generally had speaking, are going to, you know, yeah, and they're going to squeeze on their kids and hold them. And so everybody's happy. They didn't need to know that I knew, you know, and, and it went easy peasy, you know, no problem. Um, so it's stuff like that, that like, if I had just sent him, if I had just sent them a checklist of like, what family photos do you want? Check bridegroom, bridegroom with bride's parents, bridegroom with groom's parents. Like that wouldn't have worked for him, let alone one of my couples who, where there's not a groom or there's not a bride. I mean, like, come on, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's about, for me, it's about having having things organized enough that it allows for me to be really flexible, Um, which almost seems like an oxymoron, you know, because you would think if you're being super flexible, then stuff starts to work its way out of the system. But instead the way my systems are set up, I'm able to better keep track of things in some ways.
0: You know, I told my son yesterday, I said, you know, you need to know the rules so that you know how to break them. And Mm -hmm. It's you know we're we're kind of constantly here talking about uh, business and and life and both of my kids are in taekwondo and my son's been promoted to where he's he's actually teaching other kids now which you know makes me a really proud mama oh. um, but like we're yeah. we're yeah but he's like he recently got into the idea of like I want to play guitar and so for him okay. it is sitting down with a guitar and learning how to play Smells Like Teen Spirit from Nirvana with his cousin mm-hmm. and for me it's okay. I'm proud of the musical education you're giving him side so note. Okay. See, now he did not get that from me. He got that from his cousin. Um, but, right, well. but that's okay. Like if it was me, it would have been, um, it would have been like, you know, really old. He's like Johnny Meister in the Brooklyn Bridge or the Crest or something like that. Cause that's my music.
1: Also still uh, okay. Yes. It's but, all prior to 2005. So it's it, yeah, It's, it's all pre aughts. So we're good there.
0: But he, right. for me, I was like, I said, well, why don't you like if, if you really love this, like learn the song, go ahead and play and mm-hmm. see if this is something you're interested in. If it is, I'll get mm-hmm. you more lessons. And he's like, well, I just want to learn mm-hmm. to play these songs. And I said, well, here's the thing. You, you need the foundation. I said, mm-hmm. you need to understand how to play a perfect note, a perfect chord, yep. a perfect A, B, C, D, G. Because then mm-hmm. when you have the foundation, when you, when you know the basic rules from there, is where you break them. From there is where you develop your yep. sense of of style and technique and all of those things. And we, um, I subscribed to the masterclass online, and so I let him watch the Carlos Santana one. Oh yeah, which totally, yep. which isn't Carlos Santana teaching you how to play. It's it's not an instructional, but it's about presence. It's mm-hmm. about approach. It's about theory. And I said you can you can knock off Nirvana and you can learn how to play this song. And maybe it's a great party trick for your friends, but you'll never be special by copying someone else's work. Like if, if this is just a one-off because you want to be able to say like, Oh, check this out. I can do this. And that's all it ever is. Then, then I, I fully support you learning the one, maybe two songs and calling it a day. But if this is something that you find that you love, if this is something that, that sparks a passion and that you want to continue with, at that point, it's your responsibility to go back and really master the basics because from the basics is where you'll be able to, like, once you have that foundation set, now you can play and, and you yep. can experiment and you can go out and you can do other things and you can create something. And I, I think that that's one of the things that a, a lot of newer generation forget um, even in our industry, I mean, I've been—I uh, got my first job in weddings when I was fifteen. I'm forty-two, so I'm—I'm I'm twenty-seven years into this, not as a business owner, mm-hmm. but have a twenty-seven-year history. Uh, twenty-seven yep. years ago, the thought that you would go out and launch your own business with no foundation was unthinkable. And on one hand, I'm so proud of people who go out and are like, "Oh, I want to try this," and they go and they start it. But with without the solid foundation of knowledge, without an idea of the history and the heritage of what is a wedding? Why is a wedding? Where does it come from? How does it speak to you? What's, what's the importance behind the pretty? And then what's the process yeah. that fuels that level of importance without those things? I don't know that you, are, that you can just wing it forever. And, and so I love the fact that you've put so much time into the process. So talk me through, just if, if I'm a client and, and I come to you, talk me through the experience as a planner. Even though I know it, totally. but for other people, if, if there's right, a right. out there that is saying like, gosh, Rebecca Marie Art sounds really interesting. I love her vibe. I love how much she cares. And I, I love her commitment to to the family and the candidates and the portraits and all these things. And then they go to your website, um,
1: which is RebeccaMarieArt.com. And they- Even- even better, it's just Rebecca Marie. That, um, oh, just Marie. We can talk about purchasing. We can talk about purchasing high value URLs on another podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend, but
0: I like in my head. Oh, good. They, they both but, work. But I also have you
1: in my
0: system. That's because like, Instagram. Yes, and as soon as I type yep. it, you pop up. Um, I think I get like yep. R E, and there you are. But if they go and they look at the work okay. and they're like, "This is really interesting," I'd love to present her to my clients. What's the process? For a planner or another
1: professional working with you, how does that feel for us? Totally. Um, and I love that you use the music example with your son because that's actually that was like my life before photography, right? So I was a professional oboist, and like the the concept of practice and delayed gratification and like and it's so funny because it lines up so easily with weddings. Like you spend years rehearsing and practicing and you know sitting in a little four by four rehe- practice room. Working on scales in order to t- have one performance or one audition, and that's like that's to me that's the wedding planning process, right? You get engaged, you have, um, you know, maybe let's just use a year as an easy timeline to have of preparation, and then it all comes down to this one day. Um, and so for so for our process, and I just pulled up my so we have this office management system. I use Tave, um, T A V E. Uh, works great for all vendors if people are looking for, like, the, the nuts and bolts, like, this is the application I use. Um, and when I look at our entire client flow, um, there are 12 different categories of things that they kind of get walked of the whole process from booking to album in their hand. And under those 12 different categories, there's, on average, anywhere between, like, six to eight tasks. Inside each of those, um, so I've plotted out like things like things that you that we know to do. But for me, it's just a no. I don't have to use up any brain space in my head to do these things. So, like every single time I book any client, whether it be um, a wedding client, whether it be one of our corporate part- partners, um, I write a handwritten thank you card and put it in the mail because that's how I was raised, um, and it makes my mom a proud. So like things like that are on the, you know, like one day after job booked, that little task pops up in my system. I don't have to think about it. I would know to do it because it's, you know, integral in my brain. But the other piece of it is like, what happens if I ever get sick? You know, this is a big question that I think a lot of people in our industry think they have the answer for, but maybe there's some gaps or it hinges on them being able to initiate that process. Like. So, you know, my studio manager can come in here and see exactly what needs to get done if I'm, some, for some reason, not capable of doing the tasks that are mine. Um, so, it, Which is great and which we and, all have to think about. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Because I think a lot of the processes out there hinge on, for that particular emergency scenario, hinge on the owner initiating it. And presumably for any of us, if we're not, if we find ourselves in a place where we're not capable to do something, we're not, we're probably not picking up a phone. We're not logging into our laptops, you know, so it's got to be able to kind of stand alone. So this whole, this whole process for me, the undercurrent of it all is that I don't really think my job is just about me putting a camera up to my eye and pushing a shutter button. I think my job is to be taking care of people. It just so happens that the medium for doing that is in making photographs, but like, I want to be taking as much work off the shoulders of my couples and the vendors as I can. And so like, if we think about it in terms of just first, right. For someone like yourself, if there's a planner on a wedding day, I don't think like, oh, great, let me just wash my hands of it, lay back. Andrea's got everything under control. I'm just going to wait for you to come to me and skate into the day without a care in the world. Like, now I know you and I know you have it under control, so I don't have to worry about it if I didn't want to. But you've all, you're also managing the catering staff and the floral delivery and the transportation and the welcome party the night before and the you know, the holding on to all the cards the guests give you that you have to get to the couple that, you know, like there's, there's a million things that are on your brain. So if I can take something off your shoulders as well, then all the better. Um, so it, it, whether it's, so I'm just going to kind of interchangeably use, like whether it's me directly taking the work off the client's shoulder, which is obviously different than yours because they just have no, they're overwhelmed. They have no idea what to expect, what's going on. When should they plan their engagement session versus, you know, when should they decide on their album after the wedding, all this type of stuff, like that type of, those types of things, we're not waiting for them to go Google and have the not tell them, oh, you should have your engagement session, you know, six months before your wedding day or nine months before or whatever it is, like, that's what they have us for, you know, so if I don't, if, so for example, kind of just starting from the beginning of the process, they've, You know, you've introduced me to a couple. We got on a phone call or a Skype call or whatever. We totally hit it off. They booked their wedding. The dates reserved on the calendar. For most, a lot of our couples, um, going back to that question about relationship that you mentioned, pretty integral to that is an engagement session. Um, Because that is definitely that time where you're going to get one on one time with your photographer as compared to, you know, you as a planner building a relationship with the couple. So, so, oftentimes, a huge portion of our relationship is just built during the time we spend on the engagement session. Um, and with me traveling for a lot of these things, we're spending, you know, we might be spending half a day together because if I'm flying into DC or New Orleans or Napa for an engagement session, like, hey, let's take the photos and then I'm going to take them out to dinner afterwards. And yeah, let's that's go to lunch. The One time that we're going to be together. Yeah. Um, you know, cause if that's the only time we're physically together before the wedding day, I want to make sure that everybody feels comfortable. Um, but if it's, if it's about planning an engagement session, like I don't have, the couple doesn't book their wedding and then I go radio silent until they hear back from me, like, or until they reach back out to me. Like if they book their wedding and a month has gone by and I haven't heard anything from them, cause oftentimes that's totally normal. Like, okay, we check this off the list. Thank goodness that item is done, right? Take a breather. Um, but if a month goes by after they've booked and we haven't really talked about the engagement session, then I'm going to proactively reach out and be like, hey, was there a time of year you guys were already thinking about? Um, you know, in the Midwest, obviously fall is huge. And so sometimes if somebody's booking their wedding, you know, if if we've booked the date in February, they might want to wait until September, October, November to do an engagement session. And then that's totally cool because then I, I reach out a month after and they say, you know, I proactively am kind of like, hey, was there something you're already thinking about? And they say, hey, yeah, we love fall. And since the wedding's in the spring, we were kind of hoping, okay, cool, no problem. I'll reach back out in August to finalize it. And then I just change the due date in my system. I like that I'm talking with my hands, even though you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but then I just come into my system and I change the due date. And uh, then you know, come August second or whatever it is, I get another little reminder in my office management system that says, "Reach out to Emily and Anthony about the engagement session." And that way, they didn't have to remember. I didn't have to remember. I just do it, and we've got the date on the calendar. And you know, it it's it's all just about being proactive because I find so many people are just waiting to hear from the couple, and they don't know what. They don't know what to expect. They don't know how long it takes to edit photos or, you know, they want to do the engagement session for the save the date and they want to say, you know, when should the save the date go out? Like that's a conversation I can help have that you don't necessarily need to have because they want to use the pictures for the save the date. You know, like that's just like one kind of take that example of the engagement session and then apply it to all of the steps of preparing for the wedding.
0: So when you're traveling and you're on the road as much as you are, mm-hmm. day 20, to mm-hmm. me, that sounds like, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so much because, because I'm doing sure. five or six. So you're, mm-hmm. you four know, X, 400 times your business from, from mine. Um, and I know that they're totally different businesses. I get that. But oh, how do you manage the process? Because you do have a fairly quick turnaround for getting people things. Mm-hmm. And so how yep. do you how do you manage the process of, I've taken the photos on a Saturday night. Um, I, I do, mm-hmm. I love photographers who give me like a sneak peek the next day. Although in my head, sure. I'm like, are you not like dead to the world? How are you not exhausted? Because <laughs> um, I'm like, I, I know. know, like post, when you're in it, when you're like, okay, well, we're doing rehearsal and we're loading in and we're shooting this and we're shooting the rehearsal and now we're shooting the wedding and we're shooting a bridal portrait and oh, Sunday we have a brunch and now we're shooting that. Like when, when you're in the zone and your energy is up, and mm-hmm. you're going, going, going. For me, I'm like, okay, I'm yep. on it, I'm on it, I'm on it. The minute that I'm yep. done, like when it's done and it's over, I, I am dead. I need to, like, totally. I, I can maybe crawl somewhere. I'm horizontal for the rest of the day, whether that means I am on the bed or in the bathtub or on the couch. But it's, it's basically like I'm the queen of Sheba and people need to, like, bring <laughs> me food and pet me and give me treats. And, like, yep. I just, I need to to recoup but for somebody like yep. you and there's an expectation from people like me of well can't i just get a couple of pictures and then so when is my yep. when are when are they ready what's your process for getting things out as quickly as you do and what's the time frame that people could expect
1: or what totally. do you think, what do you think so, the standard should be um ooh, that's a bigger question I'm going to start with what it is. And then, then we can get to the shoulds. I mean, the shoulds is, I, I love me a good NDA wedding because then there's no <laughs> pressure. <laughs> like give me, if all I, if all of my clients could be, um, you know, really important people who don't want their photos publicly anywhere, unless we're like putting it in Harper's or something, I'm, I am all for it because then there is no pressure to have it up on Instagram before girlfriend's cell phone picture that she posts while she's still drunk that night at at the end of the reception um just I think I find those to be fabulous um so I mean yes like in a perfect world I would love for delayed gratification to be acceptable but I also understand that like if I just get my headshot taken I'm still anxious about seeing the pictures right away because did I do that over smiling thing and my eyes are too squinty and like I just I just need one right? I just need to see one to know that there's one. Um, so so we would still totally do, you know, the quick right away previews for social and all that type of stuff. But the longer, the longer game, all of our photos are ready six weeks after the wedding. And I literally never, ever get an email from a couple asking when their pictures are going to be ready. And if there's any photographers listening right now, they're going to be like, what? Like, how is that possible? Um, because we set the date before the wedding even happens of when they're going to see all their pictures. So there's no question in their mind about, you know, sure. The contract says photos are ready in between, between six and eight weeks, right? Because it's legal and you have to, to give buffer. But in practice before the month before the wedding happens, I shoot an email out to our couples and say, Hey, it takes, as you know, it takes us six weeks to finish your your photos. Um, you know, that puts it at about, so I don't know, let's just say November 2nd or whatever. Um, so what day during that week looks good for you? Because if we can get together in person, I have a party for them and we have a fun slideshow, um, see all the pictures for the first time that way. Uh, if we can't do that in person, then we do it virtually over Google Hangouts. Um, because at that party, we're finalizing their wedding album as well. So there's no question about when these things are going to happen. Um, you know, like it's just, and then that way too, it's great for our couples because when they wake up the day after their wedding and the first question every single person asks them is when are we going to see the pictures? They also have an answer for all those people. Because I think the other thing that gets forgotten often in our industry is like a lot of times the questions we're getting from our couples, it's not because our couples are crazy. It's because they're getting inundated with questions from all of the aunts and uncles and cousins and best friends and mom and mother-in-law and all these people. Um, So like the more we can help them manage those people, (laughs) you know, the better. Uh, So that's, that's how that kind of post, process timeline works and and nobody had nobody has any question about it because it's really obvious they put a date on their calendar every time they wonder they go oh yeah you know like I, I do Great. love
0: the 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 hangout I do love the fact that you walk them through mm-hmm. the photos because I think it's so important and a lot of times there are some spectacular photographers that I know who literally just like shoot an email of like okay your gallery's ready yep. here's your password Here you go. And on one hand, and like then what? For, for me, I love getting the whole photo dump because sure. my, what I care about, my priorities as the planner and the designer is different from the mm-hmm. client's priorities. So for me, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I don't need any of these photos. I want 32 pictures of a centerpiece because that's what I want. Um, so I right. love the photo dump. But on the other right. hand, for the clients, I'm like, so now they're just required to like go through? it's It feels right. less intentional, and there's a photography company that I used to work with um, here in town. We actually haven't worked together in, in a really long time in about three years, four years. Um, mm-hmm. but they always hosted this really fun in studio together party. And they would do like, you know, the big screen comes down and their champagne. Exactly. Like it was, it was such a beautiful kind of moment. And I was always lucky because I got to be invited. And so I got to like watch it and relive it alongside my couples. Like it was always such a great, great thing. And it's, it's one of the things that I really think that I, like, I need to take a responsibility as the planner to Talk about that more and to bring that back mm-hmm. to photographers that maybe aren't doing it, not to steal from you, but to. No, go, out. go for it. I teach photographers how to do right. this but and to elevate does it. that. And, and that's the whole thing is, and I know <laughs> that it takes the extra hour out of your day, but it's such a meaningful hour and it has well, so much and, emotion to it.
1: And how many hours have I saved because I'm not emailing them when it comes to the album? If it takes me an hour or two hours or three hours even in person to, do, to go through this process after the wedding with, with the photos and the albums, um, that I would rather sit down, share a glass of wine together and sit down for three hours and finish it in one night and be done because um, that's what we do. And then your wedding album is in your hands by your three-month anniversary. I would rather do that. Than to sit on back and forth emails for the next six months, year, two years, three years, however long it's going to take, going back and forth, trying to send you updated PDFs of designs because you there was one change you wanted to make. And so I changed it and exported the PDF and sent you the new PDF. And then you said, oh, actually, I liked it better the way that it was before. And so then you change it back and you export the PDF and you email the PDF. Like That's just I'm, I am obsessed with efficiency and the emailing of, of an album design is just the most inefficient thing on the planet. Um, so, and once that much time starts to go by, it's not a priority in your life anymore. So you've spent all of this money and you've invested in this massively huge responsibility for someone to document your wedding, but then don't actually have anything tangible in your hands to hold because the process just took so long. You've never managed to like carve out like who's going to carve out all day long on a Saturday to sit through a gallery of a thousand images and pick out their favorites. Like, it's just not going to happen. You're going to grab a couple right away to print for mom or to put on your wall at home. And then you're going to have the best of intentions to finish it, but it's, it's not going to happen. Rarely, rarely does it happen. Um, and it boggles my mind when I hear these stories from other planners, of or even you know friends of clients or whatever of photographers who like, oh, um, you know, it's four months past the due date that the photographer told us they'd have our pictures and we haven't seen them yet. And we're talking like high end, like this isn't like Joe Schmo down the block who's never done it before and they're trying to figure it out. Like, you know, luxury photographers that like, how do you I don't understand how you can let that happen because when it comes to process and systems and organization, I know as soon as I'm one day behind on something, I know if I'm about to be one day behind on something. And so you just don't let that happen because then if I see coming down the pipeline, oh yeah, Lauren and Connor's photos, you know, uh, it's been three weeks since their wedding and I need to finish, I need to finish the edit now so that we can finish the album design in time and all that type of stuff. Like I see that coming down the pipeline. And so therefore I just say no to going to the networking event one night and, you know, hunker down and get it done. So it's still on time. I just, I can't fathom. My brain does not work to fathom how something can get so behind as some of these really crazy stories that I've heard. Well, and I also think that
0: for, for you, like, when you're able to jump into it and you're able to do it so close to the wedding, your mm-hmm. emotional connection to the process, the wow factor 100%. when they walked in is still so fresh for you that it's much easier for you to go through the process and to edit because you're able to sit there and reconnect to the moment of when she walked in and she saw her head table, when they walked in and yep. this is what they looked at or this is what came up, came about for them. It's, you're not, for me, I think you're, you're no longer kind of going in and guessing and saying, you know, what do, who know, were those
1: should, yeah, yeah. What
0: should I look at her? Why was she
1: hugging Kim or, or, right. God, that was or weird. like, who was that family friend that they told me was coming from some country from really far away, but they weren't in the wedding party. Yeah. So like we need to keep that picture, even if it's not a, you know, even if it's not a, an award win, even if it's just kind of an average, like grip and grin from cocktail hour, smiling at the camera. But you, you forgot that that was the person who came from Sri Lanka, you know, like, yeah. Yep. Well, that's the thing. I just I think that to do it in a good
0: time frame, to do it in, in a quick moment when you're still mm-hmm. emotionally connected to it, makes a tremendous yep. difference. And it gives people, yep. it gives you the ability to kind of double down on the emotional impact that the photos yep. make. And ultimately, that's what we're all here for and that's what we're all doing it's about kind of telling a story making marking a moment in somebody's lives and then for you documenting that moment so that it can be passed mm-hmm. down from generation to generation because the photos will always bring them back and and that's the moment yep. that is frozen in time forever and so for you to be able to to take on the emotional responsibility of that and to be able to deliver on it in such a quick way is really kind of you know that's it's one of the things that I love about you is that you never <laughs> fail to connect but truly you never fail to connect the emotional value to mm-hmm. the financial investment to the I think that you're always somebody who is internally forecasting the long game. What is this photo going to mean to this person in five years? What is this going to mean to somebody in 10 years? Because you've experienced the power of photography in your own life and you know how much it means Mm -hmm. and you know what a great vehicle it is for, for telling stories. And I don't know that there's there's a better story to tell of a wedding and in a lot of cases you're just the best person to tell it. So thank you for spending like I feel like I could talk to you Thanks, for hours lady. but thank you for coming on I know. being here uh-huh. today and I miss you and I love you and it, it's you know we have such thank a you. we have such a small I mean it's it's a large community the wedding world is huge but our huge and tiny little, at the same time. I was to say but our community yeah. The, the the people that we are constantly kind of surrounded by and encouraged mm-hmm. by and excited by and, and the ones that we go to time and time again, that's small. And yep. we are very much our own family connected by, you know, sitting in Monique Lulier on the street in New York at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you had to Eating, had eating to that street in pizza. I did. I did. <laughs> Little Rebecca Marie in her Monique Lulier <laughs> sitting down on the floor eating street pizza at like 3 a.m. after the not gala. But these are some of the best times of my life. This is what CR. creates our connection. This is what creates our family. And the fact that we live so far from each other is it, just Maybe. geography because we get on calls like it this, is. we get on podcasts, we we work on projects, you know, some of my favorite styled shoots and kind of creative endeavors have been done by you. And I will literally let this podcast run for 17 days because I just, I never want to hang up, but I adore okay. you. I I'm right, thrilled that you are here for those people who want to reach out to you and get in touch with you. Give them, again, how to reach you online yeah. and on social.
1: Totally. Um, well, and just really quick, the I feel like the through line with the vendors and the colleagues that I am lucky enough to also have as friends, you know, it, the through line is it's people who, at the end of the day, they remember that it's not actually about us, but it's actually about the couple yes. and the family that are doing this thing. And that that is important. And the relationships that like we, the things that I am allowed to witness as a near stranger, you know, like I think by the time the wedding comes around, everybody feels comfortable with us. But still, I haven't gone through life with you the way that your best friend has by any means. And the things that I'm allowed to witness um, and have the responsibility of capturing is, I mean, it gives me goosebumps again, just saying it, it's huge. And I think even though, you know, when you're nearly a decade into it, you could very easily let it just become like a Monday at work. It's it's keeping that, the fact that everybody else, this is not their Monday at work and and that it does carry so much weight. It's keeping that central. And I think that's the same thing for you and for me and the people that we um, associate with. But anyway, to the point, uh, the website is RebeccaMarie.com. Rebecca spelled with one B and two Cs. There are a ton of Rebecca Marie photographies out there. Didn't think about that ten years ago. Um, on Instagram it's Rebecca Marie Art because the other one's taken. Uh, those are probably the two best places these days. I'm i I'm spend most of my time on uh, on Instagram as opposed to Facebook these days, as I think all of us do. So um, and, if, and if anybody wants to shoot us a direct email, it's just studio at rebecca Marie.com. Um And we're there and around. So don't be shy.
0: That is amazing. I adore you. Everybody that took the time to listen today, thank you so much. This podcast does thank not you. exist and has no value unless people like Rebecca come on and people like you at home, in the car, at the gym are listening. So thank you so much for letting us talk weddings with you and for inviting us into your daily schedule. I am Andrea Eppolito celebrating life, luxury, and above all else, love. We will talk to you again next week. And if you haven't checked her out yet, RebeccaMarie.com. She's extraordinary. You will fall in love with her just like I did. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great, great week and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.